Welcome to the original vegan business talk with myself, Shane Jeremy James, where I discuss life-changing business advice with vegan companies who are making a true difference in the world. Hey everybody, welcome back to the next episode. Today, our special guest is Stephanie Bodwin. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, thank you. Yeah, so Stephanie is the founder of Crummies, and that began in 2017 when she gave up commercialized meat, cold turkey. Her and her husband began to navigate meals in their new established multivore household. One male in particular was giving, uh, they were giving us a real hard time each week, and this was to give this up, and I could attest to this before I stopped eating meat. What about Taco Tuesdays? And I think everyone can attest to that. <laughs> uh, they, quickly they quickly discovered uh, the most, most of the plant-based products on the grocery shelves were filled with soy fillers and frankly, unnecessary ingredients. And they just wanted veggies. Amazing. So mm -hmm. tell us about how you, tell us a bit more about how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so we, we were not finding what we wanted. So we decided to make it ourselves. And it started out with a lot of just R&D and, you know, obviously supportive partner in my house. But, you know, we worked with a lot of the taste um, and texture feels and more of the versatility versus having it replicate meat, um, so to speak. So we, you know, we were using walnuts and quinoa and kind of trying to figure out like where you'd get that that um, nice like hearty feel right, and right. came up with seven ingredients and we like to say all from the land not the lab we're not even putting any preservatives there's no added salt or oil um, it's just whatever occurs in those ingredients naturally right. right that's amazing and I think that's such an important part of what you guys do and it's kind of like me and you talked a little bit off the record here was and I look at it like certain things like for example if you go to and i'd said it to you before if you go out and you have a burger at the restaurant that say beyond the meat i look at that as like kind of like a cheat meal for me right it's something that i'm not going to have every day right kind of like if somebody's still eating meat and they have a cheeseburger usually they have it at a restaurant maybe one at home but usually usually they're not eating it every day right yes. you know hopefully yes. um but then you then you got cleaner stuff in the industry, mm -hmm. right? And that's kind of how I look at you guys is something like that's cleaner that I would have at home and more like pull out of my, you know, right my, my fridge and stuff. Is that correct? It is like a, kind of like a, you know, an everyday, you can yeah. eat it every day. I mean, it's just, yeah. you're just looking at veggies here. And it's, it's nice to, nice to think about it being used in so many different ways. We wanted it to be versatile and easy to use because I'm not going to create something that's not easy to use myself. And I wasn't much of a cook before I started this business. So it's really been a, um, a nice way to develop, develop that as well. But if, you know, and it's, it's, it's gotta, gotta depend on what your, what your household's like, I'm telling you it's fast and easy, but give it a try, I think. And, and, you know, compare it to the other ones and see which, which comes out first. Yeah. Right. So What's been the hardest part of you guys getting into that business? The, le the learning curve was a lot. I was uh, working as a graphic designer um, and, and doing printing as a career for a long time before I 
became a vegan food entrepreneur. Well, at, I, least, you, at least you could do your own packaging then. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> right? the, so packaging, you know, the design work has been fun, you know, and I still, um, I still love being creative. Uh, it just happens to be in the kitchen more often right. nowadays, but we, um, we, we really just wanted to be compliant, you know, the time and the, the education on getting licensed uh, here in Colorado and in our county and making sure our commercial kitchen space was up to, up to snuff, so to speak. That was a big process, but, but really um, a fun one, learned a lot and, you know, continue to, to just learn so much, you know, every year from this. Right, and did you guys self-fund, raise money, or raise money, or or raise money and raising money now, or where? How did that all come about? We have bootstrapped from the beginning, so Good we, you, you know, it's 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 been nice. It's it's doesn't I mean, it doesn't feel limiting because we we're, we we want to grow as as fast as you know our our po our pocketbooks will allow, but also mm -hmm. what our production capabilities will allow. So being right. you know being self funded has been nice. You know, thus far, who knows what down the road down the road we'll we'll have because we are looking at some big uh things coming up which is really exciting right you know i find that a lot of people that i'm interviewing by the way started self-funded and actually there's a lot of them right now at that stage mm -hmm. where i would say about seven of my last interviews where they're now starting to look at they created plans they're starting to look at a race mm -hmm. to go to different levels so it's interesting how um you know a lot of people are looking to do that and and there's a time in a business where sometimes you have to do that you're at that stage where you know you it's just that it's just that time yes and so, it doesn't feel so much like sink or swim it's just um you know how do we how do we yeah. paddle a little bit in the shallows before we go right, right into the deep well, end and it's a bit easier not no get me wrong raising money is hard but it's a bit easier because the concept already established the brands already established you know uh, I always tell people, you know, if, if, if you go in and you're trying to raise money, if you can show that you're operating that business properly, uh, you know, and just from things where you don't even think about where an investor will look at, okay, when are they going to bring on different team members? How are they going to build culture? Like stuff you might not even think about, Absolutely. right? They really look at that. They really look at that stuff. You know, I went, one of my friends is just an investor and stuff. And he says, I, the first thing that I look at is what's the team going to look like? That's it. That's it. Period. Yeah. Right. Simple as that. Uh, so, cause it's a decent concept, you know, everyone can execute on it. Mm -hmm. So, so when you got started and then you were bootstrapping, that's not an easy thing to do with your, with your type of product. So no. how did you start getting it like out known out into the market? How did you do all that? Yeah, we so we were just making it for ourselves in big in like three pound batches, freezing the rest. Right. And once we decided to <clears throat> bring it out in the open, we you know did all the licensing and everything, and decided that a farmers market um, atmosphere would be a nice way to, I guess, do you know market research and right. you know kind of get it out and see, hey, you know if this has legs, we're gonna we're gonna see it right away, and. Um, I started at the Greeley Farmer's Market, which I'm not sure um, a lot of you will be aware, but I live in a really, um, a really heavily animal ag county in Colorado. And um, being in being in Weld County and being a plant-based food producer, it hasn't, it's, it's come with a lot of interesting moments, but 
you know, really, um, I, I received a lot of positive feedback and we sold out our first market. And so it's just been really high energy and really positive since. That's amazing. So you're mm -hmm. like, you guys are true grassroots farmer market <laughs> to, you know, yeah. so, I mean, when you're doing farmer's market, so were you like having to like people were buying and then would they put in the order and then would you go home and ship it or did you have it all there and just give it I have it there. Or? Yeah. And I, I still, I continue to do farmer's markets because right. um, it's just so fun. They're really yeah. fun. I've, I've met some really amazing business owners, you know, in there and um, a lot of, a lot of colleagues as well. It's just been a really fun atmosphere, but it was a, just a cooler full of, you know, one pound packages and I printed the labels on my printer we've we've graduated a little bit since then <laughs> he's a professional uh, yeah. label printer now but it's um it's nice to see you know where you where you come from and now we're just had our third birthday so we're three years old and to see where we were three years ago i think we've made some good steps congratulations when did you feel that you knew it was going to be a business i think i think i was hesitant. I was working full time still and doing the farmers markets because I didn't want to set myself up for, right. you know, anything. But it it um it always felt like it was going to be a big risk no matter when I just put it all in and when I just decided to go for it. But it but I think as once I saw the positive feedback coming from customers and you know fellow vendors and everything, it just seemed like okay, there's a space for this. There's a want, and Colorado is a great you know, setting for kind of nurturing entrepreneurs. I, I got involved with a, uh, a entrepreneurship accelerator program right. that really gave me a lot of business minded advice and uh, mentors and everything. And I think it was after that moment that I just, it all just kind of skyrocketed. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's all. That's awesome. It was. Yeah. So now do you guys, where do you, you sell flea markets still? Where else do you sell? Do you sell a lot online from your website now? Yeah, I do online just for local delivery um, in Northern Colorado. I still, you know, pack up my orders and, and deliver to your house and it is frozen. So shipping has always been interesting to navigate, but I got involved with an online grocery store and I'm looking at others that will ship it um, with their shipping capacity, which is a lot bigger than mine, obviously. So um, you can order from uh, shopveggie.com, which is a Canada-based grocery store, but they have a US presence as well. And um, yeah, we're looking at some others, so stay tuned. And just, if you go on my website, uh, I'll always have links to all this stuff as well. Right, so you said, so I think that was probably, that's probably one of your biggest challenges then, isn't it? Is figuring out, was figuring out the shipping because it's yes. a, a product that, it has to stay obviously cold, correct? Yes. Yeah. And I, I was using dry ice at the beginning. And then I realized how, you know, hard, hard to find, expensive. And uh, it's, you know, it's considered a, a hazardous material. So you, it can't be flown in over certain amounts of dry ice, right. can't be flown in a um, commercial aircraft. So learning all that was, was interesting as well. But luckily I had some other um, frozen food producers to lean on for advice and and it's it's kind of you know it's been a nice process since yeah. right that's a great learning lesson for everybody and I'm a firm believer in that and and I think you have to do it where when you're in an industry you should be reaching out to everybody with inside your industry so you can learn different strategies learn how to innovate more learn how 
Maybe this person's packing, packaging and shipping it this way. Maybe this person's doing it this way. Maybe this person can put your stuff in with their stuff at the same time, right? And that's just from reaching out, correct? Yeah, but there's a lot of collaboration that can happen. Um, no, you know, not everybody, even if they're in, in really similar realms, um, you don't have to see them as competition. You know, you can actually really set yourself up so they're not competition if you reach out and introduce yourself. It's true. I mean, it's 100% true. Because I think you said at one time, like when you were doing the flea market, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think you told me this, that you'd be selling your product and then there'd be somebody right beside you selling a meat product, correct? That's true. Yep. I, I actually continue to be right next to a, a bison farm out here. Um, and, you know, people people make jokes about it when they walk, walk by us and assume that we're, you know, enemies. But I mean, she's, she's a good friend and we've, you know, been neighbors since my first farmer's market. So we, right. it doesn't have to be a, um, you know, a, you know, a competitive or a, yeah. a tense world at all. If you just, you know, I know what I'm doing. She knows what she's doing. Like, it's not, it doesn't have to be tense. It's true. And the world's changed so much Absolutely. where like you, like we both know a lot of meat eaters are just cutting back on meat. They still, they might buy the bison and they also might buy your product. Right. And it's happened. It's happened. Yeah. Or there's someone else in their household that, that eats, um, you know, that's a vegan or eats plant-based or their, their kids really liked it or, you know, there's yeah. a lot of reasons. Yeah. Well, I can tell you the women in the women in my family would be, I could just see it. If my whole family was there, the women would be at your booth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I grew up Canada, deep Canada farms, lots of stuff mm -hmm. around there. Heavy meat, heavy meat, right? Heavy meat. Yes. Communities. Yes. You know, the guys, they would be at the Buffalo one beside. <laughs> like that's and that's happened too. Be. That's happened too. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So and I I mean I invite, I invite, I you know, I have a sense of humor. I can I can find the humor and the irony in in that situation. I love when people think that you know, it's a certain way, like, do you, you know, do you, do you know, do you know them over there? I was like, yeah, I, you know, that's so-and-so. I've been neighbors with her for forever. And they're really kind of taken back. Like, how can you guys, you know, do this right next to each other? And I, I really don't think it needs to be, you know, hard to do. Just, just stay the course. And yeah, you know, that's it. hundred percent. Totally. So what do you feel uh, for you guys has been, you know, your year three, business has evolved what's your biggest challenge right now right, right now say uh, you know scaling and I'm, I'm sure that's you know said a lot but yeah. I think with all this stuff poised to happen um, I don't want to be in a situation where I I won't be able to fill an order um, if right. that big one comes down the line I don't want to you know I guess over promise and under deliver so to speak like I I really want to um, even though I'm not I'm not um, being un unrealistic about the size of our capacity right now. It's it's something where I'd like to be able to, um, I guess, grow my production space and capabilities. So I think that's that's my biggest challenge that I face right now, is is the growth. Yep. Right. Yeah. Got it. Which is many small businesses. Yes. Know, stage, right? <laughs> when is the right time? Or when you know when when is the the moment when do you when do you know it's it's right. It's true. That's a great question, mm -hmm. by the way, when you know, you know, exactly yeah. is the right time. And I mean, so many businesses are so, you know, so different, you know, I, I yeah. mean, your business is completely different than somebody else. That's because, you know, like you said, you could get, you could get 
two big orders from your business and make a deal and just change the face of the business that Absolutely. Fast. It could happen yeah. tomorrow. It could happen tomorrow. It really could. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's exciting. And I don't think anyone's ever gone into something like this and been like, oh, it was the right, you know, I'm so lucky because I, I had all the money in place. You know, I had the right place to get and everything just lined up perfectly. I don't think any entrepreneurship story starts that way. You know, it's, it's always going to feel like a risk and that you don't have all your ducks in a row, but I think that's just normal. Yeah. yeah. That's why, you know, that, that probably that's why entrepreneurs drop out. And that's probably why the other ones stay is from what you just said, because yeah. there's always going to be bigger challenges. Like a girl I just interviewed, she was like, well, yeah, at the, at the start was like, I try, I had to try and get money and all this. And then I got that. And then we got this one, our one restaurant successful. And now we're at 13 locations. Wow. And now it's a whole different challenge trying to run all the people properly and do yes. CEOs. Right? So it's just a, you know, and it just it keeps evolving to a different challenge. So, you know, the only time that I feel business won't have a challenge, you always have so many challenges, but if somebody just wants to stay making a hundred grand a year and that's yeah. it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because then you kind of have it figured out, you know, your kind of thing, right? Those will be the challenges, but it's not like the challenge of, okay, we've got to raise more money or we don't, or we've got to hire three more people. What, who do we hire and why? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. And, it, you know, in the, the, the world and the environment and, you know, things, things that are happening in every industry still, it's, it's making the, you know, you, you know, you're talking about the employee aspect, but it's making this, you know, staffing your business is, is not a, uh, a seamless process either. Like, even if you staff it, how long are they going to stay? And then, you know, is the quality of work going to be what you're comfortable handing over? you know, the name, the, you know, your brainchild, your, your business baby and handing that over to somebody else. Um, so I think, I think also relinquishing some of that control and that, um, you know, trusting is also, you know, comes, a, comes as a challenge. It's true. It's, it's interesting. You said that because the last interview I just did before you, she said, I had to start stepping back mm -hmm. and letting other people take responsibility. Right. And and so you know that, that you can tell like that's a big challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah. But you can't you can't you can't scale. So mm -hmm. I'm a I've always been a good one to step back and let my people go play. Right. My people have probably made more mistakes than somebody else because right. they don't play. But I also know out of those seven things we've done, the other one's only done one, and that one's worked for us. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like we get to that win faster. We get to that win faster. We get to that win faster. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm just very much of, I guess, I, I guess I've understood to be able to step back and perfection is going to stop me, let my people go and let, let them figure out what they're good at and me just try to lead them properly. And, right. you know, and if they're doing, you know, if I, I look at it, my responsibility, if I put them in a position and, and it's all messing up, I've put them in the wrong position. There you go. Right? I put them in the wrong position. So there's some, yeah. you know, and it's happened lots in our business where we'll have calls and I'll be like, okay, that person's doing that. Why do we have them there? Like they're way better over here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's even like their confidence isn't even going higher because we have them in the wrong position. It makes totally makes sense. Yeah. And, and you know, finding those strengths and, you know, we don't have to say weaknesses, but like finding those 
where you really shine or where your employee really shines. Cause I don't want to be tapped out or burnt out, you know, in, in year five of this. Yeah, and I, yeah. if I, you know, you keep putting so much on yourself as the business owner, it just doesn't make sense because, you know, you're going to forget why you love doing this and why you started and it's just going to be, yeah. It's true. it's true. I mean, when you can find people that believe in your company as much as you do and yes. they can figure out how to run it as much as you, you, you know, do. And I always say to people like, you know, so, so many CEOs are like, well, this person is not, you know, doing as much as I can do. Why would I, like I said, but it's not their business. No matter how good your right-hand person is, it's yeah. never going to be theirs unless you give them equity. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, so you can't expect them to do 18 hours like you normally would because it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not theirs, right? I got to write that down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> totally, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, you know, obviously for me, the most important thing I've worked on is, 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 is people and, and building systems and processes yes. for people. And so I believe that's just business. It's all about people. And if you can get the people, people part right, you can scale anything if you have a decent product. I think you're, that's I think that's point. absolutely true. That's yeah. absolutely true. So where do you see, you know, where do you see the future of the meat business? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think that, um, you know, veganism and, and plant-based eating has grown even in three years that I've been really, it's been on my radar. Um, you can see, not the, not the big switch in people's brains, but kind of the, you know, a little bit of a, a, a dimmer light switch, so to speak. Like you can see that kind of getting brighter where I, I notice, you know, conversations are getting a little bit more towards, well, now, you know, what did you do to replace this? Or what, what did you do to replace the dairy? Or, you know, people are looking for ways to, you know, make this happen in their lives. Um, I've seen a lot of the younger generation actually being more open to it and you know I, I hear a lot like my, my kid has just decided to go vegan you know and they're in elementary school so it's just I'm wondering if that's something you know from school or just that they're they're kind of I guess coming with a more open attitude towards it but I don't see anything but but growth in the popularity the diversity of products you know I think that there's, there is something for everybody and there's a lot of great businesses out there starting up and doing some amazing things in this space. Right. That's a great. So when you guys chose to go into, uh, you know, the meat industry, meat list mm -hmm. for you guys, uh, was it, you know, why did you choose that, that specific industry? Cause you yeah. could have been, you know, seven right. or eight other things in the food industry, <laughs> right? Yeah, it just seemed like I, um, we found a need because we were, need, you know, because I went plant-based, wasn't finding what I wanted. So it just kind of came, kind of came out of necessity. Okay. Like, okay, this is what, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to make a plant-based meat alternative, not a replacement. It's kind of also what I like to say. It's an alternative because um, I just, yeah, it was just out of necessity. If you might as well just make it myself if I can't find what I want. Right. So. Yes. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Do you think people like uh, Beyond the Meat and Impossible, are, are they co competition for you or is it a different category than you guys, even though it's still meat, but it could still be a different category. You know what right. I mean? I, um, um, I applaud everything that they're doing 
because and I hear this a lot like well what do you how do you feel about beyond or impossible like I don't I don't consider myself competition not just because of the size of my business in comparison but um, we are not trying to replicate meat in that way um, you know ours isn't doesn't look or taste it may have the similar mouthfeel but it's more the versatility and the the idea that it can take on seasonings really well right I don't want to I don't want it to bleed like meat or you know smell or you know even sizzle like meat on the, right. the frying pan it's more of just um having having a alternative so I guess I guess the short answer to my long my long-winded answer is is no um but I think you know I would I would uh, I would be interested to see in time what else, what other um, products they come out with and if they if they tone down their ingredient list at all, which I think is already in the works. Right. Yeah, I think that. You know, but that always happens. You know, in, in businesses, there's always you know the the big boys that well, I guess you call them big you know big boys and big girls that raise a lot of money yeah. to start their companies and then they create you know they create other products with inside that. Um, but I think that like for you guys, um, I think, you know, even with Beyond the Meat, it, it is such a big company now that you lose, you lose that community mm-hmm. feel as much as a small business owner can. Right. So that's why I always tell small business owners, it amazes me how many of them don't understand, don't do, and don't focus enough on how to build proper community. Right. Right. If you look at actions of compassion on our compassion kingdom, where we all go out and do good things and people do good things around the world, that's community for Absolutely. us. Community, 100%. And that community, whether they buy anything or do anything or us doesn't matter. But I'll tell you, all of them do something with us somehow, whether they bring us an employee, whether they yeah. buy this, whether they do, you know, and, and we've just, I've been really good at that aspect and knowing like, okay, these people are bigger than us because they put they you know, raise big money, but we can easily compete with them because we can beat them on community, hundred percent. Yeah, they can't and it have doesn't, that. They can't have yeah. as much touch as we can. <laughs> and success has all different measurements. Like you know, financial success can mean something completely different to another company. Yeah. And and I look at success a lot differently than um, you know some of, some of my closer competitors. It's it's um it is about that community i love that's another reason why i love the farmers markets because i don't know if you're you know you really you're just getting them to come right to you and get they get to hear your story they get to tell you their story and it's um i I don't want that outreach to end like like you were saying you enjoy that outreach so much i don't think it has to it might just evolve into something else but yeah it might evolve but you know to me some most businesses well even if you're like it even if you're a $5 million business or whatever, 10, you know, you still might only have 25 to 40 employees. Yeah. So, you know, you still can keep community so tight. You're, it's not like you're a, a big billion dollar business, you know? And I think that's the, that's the competitive advantage of small businesses. But I, I see a lot of small businesses just don't focus on and build strategy around that enough. Like yeah. it should be deep level deep level strategy around that period well yeah and i and i know what i didn't like about my you know jobs before this like i, I knew i i i know what i would prefer you know as an employee now that i've owned my own business and face being the boss of 
you know, a team of people. I have, you know, ideas of how I want that to look and feel. And um, obviously it's all in the pos a positive, positive outlook. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a focus I have and will continue to have because I know what, what I wouldn't want and what will keep people happy. And yeah, hundred you know. yeah. percent. Your product too is almost kind of easy to build community around. Not easy building community is not easy, but because you can, like you know, we kind of talked about before. You can do cooking shows, and you can mm -hmm. use them in so many different ways and different right. things. So, I mean, your product could build community quite easy done properly. To be yes, honest. yes, outside of the you know, I used to feel really regionally stuck. Um, in, you know, in Colorado and Northern Colorado, so to speak, but now I, I see, you know, customers coming from, you know, not, not just different states, but, you know, countries and conversations I'm having are, are really reaching a lot further than, you know, I, I thought they would. Well, and that's the, the, the blessing is we have the internet now as small Absolutely. business. And so we're <laughs> able to, we're able to, you know, you would think about us with the podcast and my people reaching out, my team reaches out. I mean, think about how many connections that I just personally make mm -hmm. from doing this, yeah. right? There's other, there's all kinds of things that we're doing with people that have been on our podcast behind the scenes. Yes. Yes. So, you know, that's, you knew you couldn't do that 20 years ago. Mm -mm. You had to get on a plane, go fly to this place, <laughs> meet with the person, you know, and yeah, couldn't happen. Get if, if scheduling allows, right? Because I find, allows. yeah, I find that that's a challenge too, is is it's so easy to get on a Zoom call with somebody, you know, different time zones or whatever, but it's a lot different than a whole day of flying, you know, hotels, rental cars, getting to the meeting, and then, oh, you know, I don't remember what I, what I was going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's so, so, so true. Yeah. So what is one of the, uh, I guess, uh most uh not important but uh what's the word i'm looking for here with your product what would be one of the things that they somebody makes with it that has been the most popular yeah i would say the tacos because okay, yeah. we yeah that's how we got started was making it in tacos and now we have a we use our own we make our own taco seasoning and flavor a crumble so we have a taco crumble nice. and it it takes not only the, the, you know, thinking part out of it, but it's like, okay, it's just ready. So I just, you know, it's even easier now because you don't have to add seasoning to it. Right. So yes, that's, I would say it's most popular. That's the awesome. And that's smart too, because like for so many, like if you're busy, you don't yes. want to think about it. Right. Or you don't want to be like, Oh my God, I forgot this. Now I got to get this. Yeah. So does that come as like a, in a, a, do you buy it separately or does it come as it's it's in its own pound package already seasoned, so it's it's oh it's know. seasoned already. Yeah, so oh, we 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 always made our own taco seasoning, so we oh, actually God. just put that into into it. So you know, you're basically when you buy taco crumble, you're having how we you know got started, and that's 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 it. Well, that's so cool. it, yeah, it's really good. That's cool. That's a great positioning, by the way. That's yeah. like a very unique kind of way to do it. Yeah, and I, I think I even say on the packaging, like not just for Tuesdays anymore, because you know, I I don't just have tacos on Tuesdays. Like I <laughs> I find myself making it in you know like nachos or burritos or you know putting them in enchiladas. It's it's still a versatile product even if it is pre-seasoned, but um, you know it's it's just one less thing you have to you know rifle through your cabinets for. Yeah. Yeah, hundred mm -hmm. percent. Yeah, there's so many ways. There's just alone with the taco, just the taco, yeah, taco seasoning meat. 
I mean, there's just that alone could be like a hundred different cooking shows. <laughs> and I, I will, uh, I will say we are coming out, coming out with a new flavor um, this year, but you'll have to stay tuned for, awesome. for that. Oh, that's so. cool. That's yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun to develop. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so you're in lady three. So last question, I'll let you go. So where do you see, you know, where do you see your business, you know, five, 10 years from today? Or where do you want it to be? Yeah, I see it, um, you know, um, grown exponentially. I think that we're we're going to be looking at a um, you know nationwide, uh, if not worldwide, distribution at that point. And I would, I'd like to think that um, you know the team I have behind me would would be developed into a nice um, a nice unit and still just I'm, I'm not sure about numbers yet about number of employees, yeah. but I really feel um, that an effective team. Um, is also going to get built, start getting built right away, actually. Right. Yeah. Of course, yeah. that's important. You guys are at that kind of stage now where you can start to kind of look at that next level. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And what, so you got, how many people do you have, right? How many people do you have right now? Three? Um, it's, it's, it's really, I'm the only full-time. So yeah. there's, there's, uh, two, two others that, you know, ha help me when I need, yeah. uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely too much for, yeah. For me, um, and now with the markets, the summer market season going, I can really feel the, the pressure. So I'm lucky to have, um, you know, friends and family that are always willing to step in and help. But I know that that's, that's uh, you know, dwindling as well. So I don't want to keep doing that to them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for this great interview. Thank and, you. you know, I love your guys' product. I love the fact... What are the ingredients in it? By the way, there's seven, right? Seven ingredients. Yeah, so it's um, so the 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 unseasoned crumble is just cauliflower, carrots, quinoa, sun-dried tomatoes, red onion, mushroom, and garlic. Man, that's healthy. Like super, that is yeah, super, super. That is really healthy. I mean, that's such a niche I just see with you guys. Like it's just such yeah. a it's such a carved out niche. You know, even in the vegan world, I say the same thing as I do in all the other world too. Is Usually if you look at the ingredients on something mm -hmm. and there's so many and you don't understand them, probably means it's not the healthiest, right? Yeah. If you, if you yeah. don't understand it, there's yeah. probably a reason. I mean, your seven are pretty easy to understand. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the spelling of quinoa is interesting, but that's probably the, on, the only one that really would throw you. And I, yeah, it was just, you have one ingredient, you know, meat. Why am I replacing it with 20? I can do this easier. Right. Yeah. that's amazing those, yeah. those ingredients thank you so do people like do they talk about do they like is that one of the reasons why they buy is because of the, the, the clean ingredients yes. yeah and you know we wanted to be as allergy free as possible so we're also gluten-free nut free um i have met people that are allergic to cauliflower which is which is you know or mushrooms or there's a lot of allergies that exist but we tried to be as allergy friendly as yeah. possible um with those ingredients and um you know, so like I said, there's no salt, so it's also or oil. So you're looking at a lot of sodium and and fat content that is significantly less. Amazing, awesome. So where can people find uh, everything at? Yeah, social medias, websites, uh, yes. shop, anything like that. Uh, so our website is uh, www.coloradocrummies.com, and we are on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Crummies Co. So Crummies C O. 
And if you're outside of Colorado, um, go ahead and order at Shop Veggie. That's V-E-J-I-I.com. And if you're inside Colorado and um, in the northern part, I will do delivery. So check out the website and it'll walk you through it. Awesome, everybody. I would make sure you guys go check all their stuff out, try it, healthy, tastes good. <laughs> put in lots of different things That's and right. follow them. Watch out for what she's doing coming up. That's right. And uh, someone's been sitting on me the whole oh, time. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I was hoping she'd come say hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she usually actually doesn't sit on me in the interviews because she gets bored, but today she wanted just to be here consistently yeah. today, she right? She could tell so, I was a dog person, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, you're a totally dog person. So that's probably why she decided, oh, she's still tired. Oh, beauty. Oh. <laughs> so sweet, so sweet. Yeah. Probably like, why do you talk so much? <laughs> to me. Yeah, was, I, just, like, I constantly talk to my dogs. Nobody else will listen, my dogs will. Okay. Totally, totally. Awesome, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us, by Thank the way. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.